Hello and welcome to my latest Racing UK radio podcast with me, Rupert Bell. After the most magical Boxing Day at Kempton that I, and I think 22,000 other people, have ever experienced. I trust you will forgive me for concentrating on the exploits of the record-breaking court star in the King George VI. I freely admit I didn't think he would be able to beat Long Run again following his Haydock heroics, but what we saw was a horse revitalised and spring-heeled and totally in love with the game to leave its rivals gasping for air. The winning margin was one and a half lengths, but if truth be told, he'd already won the race as he turned to face the last three fences in the straight. The noise as this evergreen 11-year-old crossed the line was deafening and the cheers continued for what seemed like ages. Ruby Walsh has now ridden him to 17 of his 26 wins and is normally reasoned in his assessment of his wins. But on this occasion, you can sense the pure joy of what he and Corto Star achieved. I rode the six row that was as good as long one time and that was Gato Star. So you have to have great respect for those horses. And you keep going back to last year's Gold Cup and last year's King George and he was so dominant that you think, well, we caught him on the hop and Haydock. We were ready for the day. He was a bit rusty and you're hoping... You know, the, maybe it's true, but in your head you're thinking it can't be. And uh, look at my heart's ruling my head all week and I'm hoping he can win. I didn't think it would happen and it's brilliant that it has. And look, I said it to Paddy Redden at the start. I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, but this feels in great, Nick. And, you know, he, he was just, he got a bit warm in front of his breastplate and he knew he was, you know, he's he's up for it. He looked a million dollars and, you know, it's some performance from everybody involved with Paul Nichols to keep a horse as, as this going as long as he's going. Since he's a five-year-old, I mean, he's lasted so long. You think of all the great horses, he's, last, he's nearly last, outlasted Desert Orchard, he's going that long. I mean, Arkell didn't last as long as his horse has lasted. Neither did Millhouse, any of those horses. This horse keeps coming back, and that, to me, is what makes him brilliant. I thought, honestly, going to the last was a bit further in front of the long run than I was. <laughs> and when he picked up, I could hear him brushing the fence. I was thinking, Jesus, he's closer. I thought I was well there. But, um, look, he was amazing. I didn't think it had happened, and it's brilliant that it has. And the reason for that must go down to the outstanding piece of training by Paul Nichols and his team. For Nichols, the victory was clearly a defining moment in his career. Oh, that was awesome. Um, I could just I knew we had him right, and as I just said, he's been going so well at home. He looked fantastic. Great ride today. We were really positive with him. Galloped all the way to the line. It was awesome. At the, the start of it, you really believe it was possible? No. But when he ran at Haydock and seen what he's, I've seen since, yes. I mean, he's, he, he might be 11, but he's been eight away. He's been at home, you know. And as I said the other day, on the form at Haydock, he was favoured, you know, he was eight to be favoured for the Gold Cup. And probably on today's form, he deserves to be. I think it took him a while, probably in hindsight, to get over that fall. Yeah. But he, I don't know, last year, he's he, not right. And Ruby's a massive plus to him as well, because they know each other. And it was just awesome, wasn't he? When he's right like that, he's still as good as ever. I mean, he's amazing. He does that. He comes in here, and he's hardly having a blow. And he used to be like that when he was at his best. He was like that at Haydock. Was last year, he used to finish, he bled here, and he was out on his feet. That was awesome. It was just fantastic for the horse. And this, and this, and this <laughs> crowd reaction. Oh, it just shows how, how, what a great horse he is and how good he is for racing. That's hopefully why people keep coming racing and why jump racing is so popular. You know, to come back six, six times he's been here now and what, one five in the third last year, just unbelievable. I'll never ever have another like him. You know, a chaser like that is just astounding. And for you, what does it mean then? As, as, what it what you everything for the horse, really, because a lot of people wrote him off early in the season. He's just come back now as 11, won two grade ones. It's awesome, and if we can just get him in really good shape like this, he'll go really well at Cheltenham again. Is he the one to beat then, that? Oh, he's got to be, isn't he? Forget his age. On the, oh, there's two runs this year. Yes, he is. He won't have Denman revving him up the arse all the way down the hill this year, so that might help him. <laughs> but, he, you know, if he wasn't quite right last year, he finished weak in the Gold Cup last year. The way he's finishing now, he'll be fine. So it is now locked at two-all between Long Run and Corto Star. 
So now everything is crossed that the Cheltenham Gold Cup will provide the ultimate test. I'm still struggling to believe that Corto can win a third Gold Cup. If he wasn't 11, he would be a hot favourite to do it. And you just feel the extra two furlongs might be his undoing. However, we write him off at our peril. And who's to say he won't still be running when he is 13 and may be taking on Grand Cru, who will have an entry in this Gold Cup, which hopefully Connections won't take up, because at the moment he feels like the banker of the festival, along with Big Bucks. He was so good in the Feltham Novices chase, and as Tom Scudamore told Racing UK's Lydia Hislop, the potential is enormous. The one thing David said to me was just, you know, just keep it nice and simple. Um, you know, he's settled in well behind... And he's just jumped his way there more than anything. And you know, once you're there, it's too, you, know, you, you may as well hold your position and, and off you go. And they've gone a good gallop early on. And the last thing I wanted to do was then, you know, turn the race back into suit one of the speedier, speedier horses. So um, yeah, it was just he just made it very very simple. Whatever, however the race is run, he's a good horse. And it's just you know, you know, the, the good horses make good jockeys and good trainers and the rest of it. And you know, he's just a good horse. Yeah, as I say, he's just a very very good horse. I mean. The only horse that could beat him over hurdles was Big Bucks, and you know that form's all right. <laughs> and um, you know, there's no, you know, and, he, and what he's shown us so far over fences is that you know he's taken to the different obstacles well, and that he's, you know, the level of form he's showing over fences is showing that you know, he's going to be as good over fences as he was over hurdles. And it's hard to say he's going to be better over fences than he was over hurdles because you know he was top class over hurdles, but you know he's showing a you know, similar level of form. He's taken to it well, and you know it is a different discipline, and. Um, you know, he's, he, you know, he's taken to it like a duck to water. So Kempton was the perfect way to end a wonderful racing year on the track for both codes. Fingers crossed, 2012, the powers that be can sort themselves out off the track. Then the sport will have much to celebrate. Enjoy your racing year.